0: Podcast.
1: This is the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan.
0: Well, hello there.
1: How are you going? Uh, how I'm going is, uh, I'm going. The The Christmas holidays are past. We are about to uh, head into the new year. So, you know, it's that uh,
0: mild chaos, I guess. Mm, indeed. <laughs> Not only that, but, but into the new decade. Oh, yeah, well. that's happening, isn't it? Yeah, it's a thing. Well, apparently it's a new decade. Some people will tell you that it starts this time next year, but no one yeah, those, really those, knows. Yeah, those
1: people can just go right to hell. Uh, it's <laughs> a new decade, folks.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, tell us what you really think, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's honesty, Chris. That's what's going on here. Uh, here's the thing that, right. that I like about this particular decade, starting now, is now we can say, hey, we're in the 20s. It's really weird saying right. you're in the teens and it was dreadful trying to do anything that was in the aughts. Uh <laughs> in the aughts. naughts, The noughties. The, the noughties. Yeah, so I mean, because and, and it's weird how... So back then it was everything was 2008, right? doesn't... Yeah. And, and, whatever. and then even when you got to it was 2010 and then these past 10 years have kind of I've gone into now like, oh yes, yeah, 2018, 2019. But now, mm. saying 2020 or just saying it's 2021, it just
0: flows yeah. so much better. But you know there's something that's going to be a bit um interesting with the, the 20s now being the thing we're going to have to be quite specific when we want to actually do like a 1920s gangsters and flappers party we're going to have to say 1920s now rather than 20s because it's not going to be a very good gangsters and flappers party, <laughs> party just turns up with what we're wearing now is it. <laughs> Although
1: yeah I, no, I I definitely see your point but it makes me wonder: Were anybody in the 1920s worried about what the 1820s were thinking?
0: Well, maybe I don't think they probably would have had the the concept. Of, oh, let's dress. Let's do a dress up party of yeah, the 90s. Oh, right, because the they only had then. three outfits complete anyway. Pretty pretty much, yeah. I don't think they had the luxury of actually having no, they, costume shops with um with zoot suits available for them. Right,
1: you know th- they had their their dress finery, their work oh, yes. clothes, yeah, and the other clothes. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, probably their pajamas or their sleeping clothes. Yeah. Or maybe they're there. I've gotten home. i got to take off the work clothes and I'll put on this other the, the house clothes. Call it the house clothes. House clothes. You know? Yes. It's okay. one of those things that I learned from watching um, when I'm watching Deadwood, uh, which I don't know if you ever mm. saw that, but it was basically the whole uh, gold rush mining, but up in the Dakotas. And so, you know, oh, Wild, yeah, Wild right. West kind of I thing. Of it. And, of you know, of course, everybody had the exact same outfit that they wore every single day. But you could see where it was, you know, their jackets was were tattered and everything. And what a mm. huge deal it was when they were able to buy a new jacket.
0: Mm. You know. It was like a big deal. Like they might get one once every couple of years. Right. Know? I mean, this, you think about
1: it, that was now going to be your look from that point forward. <laughs> mm. That's right. You had to be very careful about what you bought.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah.
1: But but it'd make it a lot easier to identify people because it's like you know the cartoons, you know, Scooby Doo. They always wear the exact same outfits. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs>
0: yeah. And the Simpsons. You know, all cartoons <laughs> to find really. Them. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. But that's not what you all came to here to to be with, right? We're going to kind of do a little. I mean, it's not much to year in review, but let's do a little re- year in review in. In pinball, shall we? Let's do that. Let's start with the big obvious. And that would be with uh, Zen. Think about what we have gotten this past year. Basically, we got Volume three, four, five, and the Monsters Pack. Yeah. Top quality, DMD, Williamson Valley pinball. Not yeah. bad for one year.
0: Not bad. And you know, from a release cadence perspective, that's kind of the release cadence like that's the release cadence you need to get quality. If Correct. you think about it. And yeah. and in
1: between there,
0: the Switch got all the Star Wars tables.
1: So yeah. they're now up to date with everybody else. Um and that was no small feat for, for Farsight to pull off. And it's one no. that they're still very proud of, being the fact that they are the first Star Wars game on the Switch.
0: Yeah, I mean Zen, not Farsight.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yes, Zen. Did I say Farsight? Oops. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, <laughs> for those wondering, not much Farsight news to talk about in the year in review. <laughs> but we'll get to that.
0: We will get to that. We will get to that. Right at the end. Yes,
1: right at the end. Um, what else did, did Zen provide for us? Oh, hey, we got new physics update, which I know some of you hate, some of you like. Mm. I'm. I don't know where do you fall on this little debate that's been going on with in terms of people complaining that the ball is slowed down and now it's too easy. What, what's your take on this, Jared? I don't think we've even gone into
0: this. Okay. Well, look, I was playing—I so forget which one I was playing the other night, um, but it was a—I was doing a repeated kick out, like a shot to the, one of the kick outs, and then letting it bounce on a, a flipper to see what it did. And it was variable. It's not like it's railroaded, like it was in um, in TPA or the Pimble Arcade. It's variable, so it's got a bit of variable to it, uh, variableness to it, still. And that's that's been uh, my I, impression too. But go on. Yeah, look, so for me, um, it feels right. In fact, it's funny. You know, I go back to the um, uh, the earlier tables on Williams Pimble Mobile on Android, and the flipper action is different. Like it has the, the flippers almost feel like if, if I was looking at these from a mechanical perspective, they actually have drag on them when they flip. So it feels like the, the flippers drag up to their, their full stroke position and then drag back. It's like they've lost their spring, the little um, return spring on the um, mechanism underneath okay. compared to the new ones, which have a really snappy flip action. But I even noticed that, like, you're, I've been playing because of the, the challenges and Williams Pimple um, app. I've been playing, for some reason, a lot of um, Roadshow. Every single time I restart the Challenges, it's Roadshow all the time. And it's got that sort of um, um, draggy flipper feel to it. Um, So I'm quite happy to welcome the newer tables and their newer flipper style because they're they're significantly better than the old ones. And it just feels like pinball more to me. Yeah, so we're in agreement
1: then because my my take is that and to me, it's especially noticeable on mobile. There mm. is variation in the ball. Purely me playing Circus Voltaire and playing uh, Monster Bash. Mm. Circus Voltaire being where the ball comes off of the various um, uh, loops mm. can be of a variance. But Monster Bash specifically, it's the kickout. The ball does not do the same thing twice in a row, it does mm. variations of those things. And then, just even, not regarding the kickoffs, but with when you're flipping the ball and the ball interacting with the flipper, you can see the ball do variations of, of changes in movement in direction. And I mm. don't see that in volumes one through three.
0: No, um, I don't for either. For sure, no. The... It's definitely it's definitely different. Yeah. In, in the other volumes, and I think it's different in a in a positive
1: way. And then the the other thing that people are complaining about, they're saying the ball speed. Oh, the ball's too slow now. And to those people, I seriously pose this question. Have you played real pinball? Are Mm. you purely basing this off of you playing digital pinball? Because if you have played real pinball, you'll know the ball does not whip around at lightning speed. And I beg you to go watch Spacey's Arcade, Greg's video where he puts a marble on the table because that nailed it that nailed Mm. completely why the ball speed or what the ball speed was like previously compared to what the ball speed should be which is exactly what i feel deep has uh applied addressed addressed
0: in these new physics yeah exactly it's got i think the ball what people are attributing to slow is actually weight right i think correct and that's the difference like those like i've got a ball right here this is not light, right? This right. thing here is not light, and it, you know, you need that that feeling of heaviness to it, and that look inertia is one thing when you actually flip the ball and it can like, has this feeling of continuance around the play field. but you look at the difference between um, Zen uh, Zen regular um, physics versus the um, uh, the what they call it the arcade but the classic arcade physics and the way the ball flies around the play field in the Zen um, physics mode, it's very different to the way it behaves in a classic arcade. Again, and it's, it's closer arcade. to a ball gliding rather than a ball rolling.
1: And there's yeah. the weight issue. A marble is going to glide and then kind yeah. of roll. A heavy steel ball is going to roll. It's not going to just slide across That's the play field.
0: True. That's right. What's interesting to do is if you um, put, I don't know if anyone's tried this, and uh, I can't try it myself because I don't have any um, four-star tables unlocked, so I don't have access to pro physics. But if you activate the Zen Zen exclusive members club ball, the one with a star on it and blue, you can really see the ball spin on that when you're playing with that ball. Um, and it might be interesting to compare what the ball does um, with that skin on versus what it does with uh, just a regular like chrome ball skin, because you might be able to see the differences quite apparently between the um the classic arcade versus the Zen original.
1: I'd be interested to know if that's a real physics representation, representation because the ball looked like it was spinning in Pinball Arcade. The ball did not spin; it was just a it was simulated fake, yes. look.
0: Yeah. No, I think it does because um, uh, when it it goes into a... uh, I've noticed that the ball, it may not be fully accurate because when the ball is trapped on a magnet, um, you can actually see the ball spin while the ball is on a magnet. And when it's in a saucer, the ball will actually rotate when it's in a a, a saucer as well. So perhaps it's not, but it would be interesting to test what it does because I can't do it. So,
1: yeah, I don't have any of the new tables, I don't have any four stars yet. I've got four star. I've got all five of the new tables up to three stars. And mm. that's where they sit. And I'm I'm kind of, of the mind to just let them sit and because that way I'll play the challenges <laughs> when they actually populate. But then I'm also yeah. like, wait, am I gonna get hosed and they're not gonna I don't know. Anyway, that's mm. that's neither here nor there. But I did want to kind of touch upon that, but I truly appreciate the new physics and, yeah, i think they're good yeah uh, but yeah, that was I have, that, that was an I additional haven't thing really that we had
0: got. yeah well i haven't really had a lot of like i really don't play anything other than challenges on um the arcade uh, on the android version of the williams pinball oh that's all so, i play on the app no if i'm playing real pimple i'm playing it on pc steam yeah <laughs> yeah on steam so for that reason i haven't seen a lot of the new tables come around in the rotations like like i said like with all these challenges that we've been playing over the holiday period um I always seem to get roadshow all the time. It just never changes for me when I reset the challenges, okay. like with the one token, with the one token reset. Sure, always roadshow, never anything else. Really bizarre. And I've got all the other tables too. I think all the, it could be because the other tables aren't yet two starred, um, and that's why I'm not seeing them in. But normally, if they're like special challenges, um, they open up those tables for the special challenges. Um, but it doesn't seem to be happening for me. Yeah. Um. What else did Zen give us this year? Operincia. Yeah, but I'm thinking pinball. <laughs> pinball. Uh, uh. What else did they give? Uh, I think those
1: were the main, the main things because nothing really happened mm. in FX3. Um, no,
0: zero change-wise. happened. No, certainly not in the original tables. But look, let's have a look at the new movie that's out. Uh, oh. A <laughs> new Star Wars movie. That's well, like
1: you know what Mel said, and that is that they're not dropping tables in time with them because no. they actually wanted to see the movies. So then yes. they could develop a story based on that. So I would say, come video release, you're almost inevitably yeah. going to get a new Star Wars table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're well yep. overdue. Typically, because they want to one or add, three,
0: <laughs> and they want to add content to their um their Steam line as well, like and leverage that yeah. hard work they put in for uh, not Steam Switch, um and leverage all the hard work they put in to get that onto that that console platform. So they're going to want to do for sure another Star Wars um, multi-platform release, right? Um, in twenty twenty for sure. Uh, let's switch over
1: to Zachariah. So mm-hmm. the our friends over at uh, Pixel Magic, they Magic Pixel. or Magic Pixel, I'm always gonna say Pixel Magic, Magic Pixel. Um, let's see. So they completed their entire run of remake tables. Yes. Um, they upgraded their UI, which was a good long improvement. Over yes. Yeah. Long um, over They got put out on Switch, if I'm not mistaken, on Xbox. They're currently working on the PS4 version. They put out a new version for Android.
0: Yes, they did. That updated. And also very nicely cross-graded everybody who had, um, I think, yeah, they. Yeah. I think they cross-graded. Yeah, they managed to work out a way of doing that, which was yeah, great. Yeah, they
1: figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Zachariah is busy this year, too. They did a lot of improvements. Um. If you check out... They communicate mainly by Facebook, so Mm. uh, go subscribe to their Facebook page and you'll keep up on updates. They posted uh, an update during the holidays basically saying, here's what we got planned for 2020. Uh, Main thing being doing PS4 release and then also doing more
0: of these... uh, Pro or premiums. What What are they calling them?
1: Yeah, I can't remember what the... Well, it's...
0: Yes, this it, th- these new tables. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new ones, the ones that look like new Stearns because they've got a big correct. digital color display on them. Correct. Which um, I actually still look...
1: haven't checked out uh, what the
0: the most recent release was. So I I personally haven't had any experience with them yet. I haven't either. Uh, we need to get a key off um, off our friends at uh, Magic Pixel there to, yeah. see, to test them out, so we can talk about them a bit. I think. Yeah.
1: Oh, over in the uh, in the chat box for our uh, Twitch stream. Uh, Gabura has mentioned the movie and Mandalorian,
0: maybe. Oh yeah, interesting. Maybe that's that's Gabura. certainly a yeah. possibility. Yes, um, that uh, could be quite interesting.
1: And then, oh, and then Pinball with Forty Five B says uh, Star Wars Episode One would be tricky. Yeah, I'm. I seriously wonder if they're going to go through the effort of
0: doing any Pinball Two Thousand. I think. Well, I think we discussed what Pinball Two Thousand would look like. If it would look like a regular Zen table. <laughs> it would, really. they just do away with the hollow projection and just do the projection directly onto the playfield. Yeah. Um, that would be the only and... way I think that.
1: It would be the only way that would make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. trying to simulate the hollow with just a black pit would make the, the, the table look really short and odd, and yeah, I wouldn't be. It would, know. yeah. Um, okay, here's a question for other things. Did Demon's Tilt come out this year, or was that the year prior? It,
0: it has gone from, um, what do they call, uh, early access to GA in this year. Okay. So it's actually now a proper release, um, which is really cool. Um, and it's a, it's a really very interesting take on Pinball, that one. Like, uh, yeah. I, it's still, like, I'll go back to it every now and again. I go, yeah, you know what, this is really, this is really interesting.
1: And then, uh, I never know what the actual title is. Pinball Wicked. Uh, the yeah. the Black Flaggers Pinball. Uh, who knows what the official title of that thing is. It's still in early access, I believe. Uh, yeah. But they have made a lot of changes uh, to it. Yes. Call it, call it code updates, if you will. Um, mm. Be interested to see when they actually finalize it, though.
0: Yeah. When I played it last time, and albeit this is probably good six months ago now, it just... It felt a little bit repetitive in what you did. Maybe I was doing it wrong. It's quite possible that I was doing it wrong because I maybe didn't know the rules fully. But it just didn't feel like the modes were well developed. Um,
1: there's, yeah, that's been my complaint with it myself. It's There's a lot of flashing lights and a lot of chaos and you throw the ball around a lot, but actually starting up anything or doing
0: anything seems... Not super intuitive. No, no, yeah, not particularly. And that's why that's probably why I haven't touched it in six months, because uh, I sort of played it, I went, okay, that's nice, and then I haven't played it since. But the great thing about Steam is you just leave your games on there, and eventually they'll do an update that makes you go, oh, okay, I might actually go and retry this again. That's the beauty of it, right? Right, it's absolutely. It's completely changing. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Um, and then, finally, there's Farsight, who... Despite to, all their promises of, there's a new table coming.
0: There was no new table coming. There's no new table, <laughs> except for the newsletter, which some people did and didn't receive. And thank you to everyone in the, um, the Digital Pinball Fans Forum for cross-posting that for people who didn't see the, um, the thing, the announcement. But there's a new, a new mm, let's call it pinball game coming out, pinball soccer. Pinball Soccer—it's—it's
1: like it's a mobile app, and I was joking with Jared. I said, "Gee, I wonder if this is the uh, Alvin G Soccer, <laughs> just reskinned." Um, well, well, I wonder because because yeah. they were developing it. I mean, they had every intention of putting it out. They just never got their head to head
0: pinball working. That's what head to head was for. It was for that table exactly, specifically for that table. But they couldn't get the latency working out worked out for it. Like it was yeah. just too hard for them to try and do it real time. So, yeah, it never saw the that. In fact, I think they they actually had one. They actually had a table in their studio. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh
1: yeah, no, they did. I I physically saw it. Um, I yeah. think I even
0: played it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I then I would be surprised. I would be I would be putting money down on the fact that's what the layout will be. <laughs> that, that, that's certainly my guess. And then
1: I think yeah. that the newsletter also made mention of there was an update to Pinball Cadet.
0: Ah uh, yes, that's right. Uh, I'm not sure what I haven't actually. I've uninstalled that a long time ago. Um, but yeah, um, I guess we should check that out, maybe. So I'm uh, just
1: saying, folks. In case it, ha- I mean, there's a reason why we haven't been talking about Farsight because I was just done. It, it, there's yeah. no, there's no sense in speculating on things that aren't going to be happening. Um, yeah, it, it's. As far as I'm concerned, and I did this a long time ago. I put a fork
0: in it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, it was, it's well and truly done. Like there's nothing. They are moving on to other. Uh, they're adding value elsewhere. Yeah. Like uh, I, they're not. They're not even pursuing the Gottlieb license anymore. If they were, they would have leased completely different tables for the toy shock f- uh, physical digital pinball offering at Walmart. But they didn't. They just recycled the junk they've already got. Yeah. So, so um, the, the, that's
1: what I'm saying. If I know that there's a few that are still uh, holding out hope, but no, I, I'm going done. to I will be pleasantly surprised if all of a sudden they announce a brand new engine and a whole new deal with pinball. But they're they're truly done and over with Western. Um, they can't. Yeah. and and the reason why I say that is because it was made mention any of the titles that they want to do carry a huge hefty licensing fee. And yep. yes, although Stern has now incorporated digital licensing into their car- current contracts, you still have to pay the licensing fee. It's basically preventing anybody from having to do what was having to be done, which is, you know, take the case of Like Adam's family. You got tracked down to the actors, the movie studio, yeah, yeah. all the you know the music, all that stuff. Instead, it's just
0: all in one nice ball, but you still got to pay for the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You you got to like fork over the fork over the benjamins so you can get access to all the all the license stuff, the intellectual property. Correct. And then um, they
1: made mention that of the Gottliebs, they don't
0: want to make EMs, which is ridiculous. But okay, sure. So like someone else, Gottlieb, Gottlieb go and I don't know who actually holds the license. Who who the actual? You know how. Um, uh, Spinball is held by Scientific Games. Right. Um. I. I think. I don't think. Um. Uh. What is it? Uh. <laughs> the company produces Premier. Produce, mm, yeah. It's. Uh, who is the licensing body that holds the Gottlieb license? That's an interesting question because we we haven't really had to look into that very much. I, yeah, but, I, I truly don't know. I don't know, but I don't think it's um, the pinball resource. I mean, the pinball resource got all of the um, the tooling. Yeah, and, they got all the um, parts. molds and <laughs> stuff, the physical reproduction parts. But I don't think they actually got the intellectual property rights for it. They just got right to produce parts. So right. I don't think it's them. And I think if you have a look at the bottom of the Toy Shop digital cabinet, it still cites Gottlieb LLC, I think, as the license holder. So I think there must okay. be an entity still that is... somewhere is. Yeah, Gottlieb still that holds yeah. the license for it. So anyway, that's was, that's kind of... Someone needs to just approach them and say, hey, look, can we just like take this over? Like, just, Honestly, <laughs> get, get um, Magic Pixel to do it. They do a top job of reproducing all those. Just imagine what they could do with the Gottlieb license. And what I, I, I honestly,
1: Jared, think that we need to convince Magic Pixel of it first.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because
1: right. I have made mention time and time again to Mart... And he just kind of goes, "Well, we're really busy," and I'm like, "Why would you want to be busy on doing things that are just? Well, I mean, okay. On the one hand, if you're only dealing with your own creations, you're not having to deal with licensing, and you can do whatever the heck you want with it. But mm. um, why would you not want to get godly and take yourself to the next level?
0: Just well, saying, yeah. The the amount. I mean, the the thing that's great about uh, about Magic Pixel is that when they get a license, they absolutely utilize every last bit of that license to really drive a, a really well-polished product. Yeah. You know, there's like the, with all their remakes and their new versions and their like premium versions, which I think is what they're called now, the premium tables, you know, no other, like not even Zen goes to that level of, of reuse and reappropriation of license within the risk, like the, the, boundaries of the license yeah there's um, no one else that does it
1: so over on the uh, chat file there uh, pinball was 45b mondial says international. mondial international corporation is who is the gottlieb license holder uh, interesting nice bit of sleuthing there pinball Wiz. yeah um all right that moves us into the coming year and we're gonna mm. dip a little bit so here's the deal obviously uh toy shock Tayo, whatever their company name is, they came out with yeah. that twelve and one pinball, um, right in time for the holidays, $399, 12 and one godly tables. It was Farsight uh, working with them. Um, I think the major complaint that I would have just on looking at it
0: is the hideous bezel that it surrounds. Was, it's gross, and yeah. Toy Shock are addressing it. Um, they're creating at least they're creating a black one. Um, in their ones because what they've done is they've done a, a like the Haunted House one was their, essentially the alpha and then what they're doing is they're, they're releasing different like cabinet art versions of the cabinet um, uh, in the new year to compete with the other ones which we'll be talking about shortly um, coming out but I think they need to just like bump the bill of materials a little bit and just put a full screen in there because that bezel is ridiculous it is just horrible now, the good news
1: for them, apparently completely sold out. Oh, is that right? Yes. Very nice. Uh, somebody oh, well, just somebody just great. pointed that out that uh, as far as Walmart, and I forget who the, oh, and Sam's Club, those were the two uh, that were places, retail places that were selling it. Um, completely sold out. So, awesome. That's right. Good success for you. Uh, yeah. Apply. Not that I'm happy about. No, that that's, the, it is good news because, hey, it was a risk. Now that you know that it's not so much of a risk, just refine, yeah. Put a little more yeah. money into the product um, to make it look better and be better.
0: Um, yeah. It's people complaining about flipper lag on that um, on the Toy Shock version of the cabinet. Some people aren't. Some people are saying it's up to a millisecond, uh, up to a second in lag. Oh, like, that would are, be unplayable. People, it's very, very hard. There's some people going, look, you know, we have real pinball machines in the house and my kids can't play this game because the flipper lag is that bad. On it, like it just throws their timing completely. You know,
1: out. it's interesting because when I was, I, I dealt with flipper lag a little bit back in the day when I was playing on the PS3, uh, mm. playing TPA, and it was the difference between my TV and somebody else's. Well, well, I'm just saying there was there was lag, and, and I was playing on a projection rear projection screen, and oh, there yes. was nothing I could do about the flipper lag, um, yeah. and it was slight. But it was there. And the interesting thing was was I got used to it and I learned yeah. to deal with it. And then when I flipped over to Steam, I had to relearn because all of a sudden now my timings were all too early because yes. I was anticipating. Um but it a lot of shoulder passes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a lot of shoulder passes, yeah. So I'm not I mean, that might have been inherent in the game itself all along. Um, And Mm. it's just more noticeable with whatever screen that they picked um, that it wasn't, you know, it's pronouncing the lag. Because there was plenty of people that had um, flat screen TVs that were saying that, oh, the lag is unplayable on. So, um, okay, anyway, but yes, so they had great success. Well, then Jared goes and posts posts in the uh, Digital Pinball Fans Forum a link to a YouTube video. Of hmm. somebody saying that they have word that uh, the company that makes the one-up cabinets um, was that Tastemakers? Uh, is that
0: correct? Tastemakers, yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Uh They are bringing to CES, which is the Consumer Electronic Show in Las Vegas, that happens every January. I believe the second week of January. Um, yeah. It's a very fan- soon, in other words. Yeah, and it's and folks, yeah. if you've never been, it's fantastic nuts fun. go nuts. It's, i've been <laughs> twice and it's it's a good time um yeah. but basically what they're going to be doing is they're not only bringing the new arcade cabinets that they're going to be producing which i think i saw an image of like it was either teenage mutant ninja turtles or the simpsons but four joysticks across um mm. they're also doing coffee table cabinet uh
0: cocktail style uh, they're calling this functional furniture is what they're branding this this product line as? Yeah. Or this new thing. Putting
1: refrigerators in the bottom of the uh,
0: of the cabinets, um, yeah. which look it, it's a creative uh, way of not having to worry about a riser, um, isn't it? Right. But the main
1: thing that he pointed out was they apparently are also going to be putting out a pinball cabinet
0: mm. along the same line. And there's some interesting features with this one. So Well, we don't know any uh, features, do we? <laughs> it's all guesswork. Well, this is And I think okay. this guy, the guy who did the video, um, uh, he was referencing a couple of podcasts of which the name explained me, but go and check out the show notes and watch the video and you'll see them um, linked in the uh, video. But the the person that they had on one of these podcasts was suggesting a few features about the, the digital pinball cabinets. And and it sounded like they were less suggestions and more, hey, I've seen this and I'm putting a thinly veiled speculation around this. <laughs> so um, that's, it, it, I think, that's what it seemed like to me. Um, so what they were suggesting is it will have a like a, a live back glass um, and it will maybe have, um, well, they're saying it will have a small... Um, DMD in the way of a video screen. I think they were saying something like probably around seven inch, which isn't huge, it's like a tablet size um, DMD. But hey, look, it's better than alphanumeric displays, right? Um, and that opens up the possibility for lots of different games um, that can use that tech. Um, and I think it will have, I think it's, they're looking at, um, just a little bit below 30 inches I think if memory serves me Chris
1: that would I didn't watch that I just watched the little screen listened to the blurb and then up popped the little tab of what they were thinking was going to be in which was funny enough I hadn't watched the video when I made comments on Jared's thread and then I watched the video and I'm like hey they're taking off the things that I said that (laughs) would be good things to speculate about Well, some things
0: Um, pretty much yeah um, um,
1: well, let's just, let's just kind of go first off. The main speculation is of course, what tables, what, what, what company? Well, and as Jared pointed out, not many options, it's going to be Zachariah. Yeah. It's going to be Zen or it's going to be Zen Williams right hmm. off the bat. I can pretty much say it ain't going to be Zen. And here's why. If one up is doing it, one up is making they want real. They're making real they license real stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're going after the nostalgia market, and yeah, if you are. if you put out, you know, Zen Adventureland, people are going to go, "What the hell's that?" They're not going to care. Um, no, but you not. put out Medieval Madness, people go, "I
0: remember that." In fact, <laughs> I'm playing it in the arcade now as a remade version. Yeah. Right.
1: That's so, going to drive sales. So there we go. It's either Zachariah or Zen. Well, Zachariah just made their announcement about what to expect in 2020, and there was nothing that said there's a surprise. No. Zen, Mel specifically in one of his tweets, said, we've got holy grail licensing. We've really excited about what's going on in 2020, and things are going to get wild.
0: Yeah. So. Hmm. <laughs> in other yeah, words, I- they got surprises. <laughs> I don't know. I think a physical pinball machine you can put in your home is uh, pretty wild. Don't you think? Yeah, I would I would say that's that's pretty
1: wild and kind of right up their alley. So considering they do actually have a pedigree with cabinets. Right. Um yes. So that would be my that's that's our best guess, obviously, is that uh it's gonna be Williams pinball. Now
0: this is where now Jared, you put a price point of how much? Did you I guess? Think, well maybe this is Aussie dollars, but I'm thinking like six ninety nine Aussie. Which I think is too much <laughs> for too, too much us too much us well, remember that you know the the 300 What is it 399, $399 is quite plus, add 40 percent to that which is our current exchange rate here in australia mm. and you've got 699 okay like after after imports and uh markup from probably a uh, local retailer here that that did the arcade one-ups was LD. i think so, you know, with their markup on it as well, you know, $699 is just probably what you'd be paying for that.
1: Okay, because so... my thinking was most of the one-up machines are $399. Um, mm-hmm. Some have gone on sale for 299 The That was more of like a holiday special. Some are a little yeah. bit more expensive depending on uh, how many buttons and joysticks they have going on. I think the most mm-hmm. expensive one was like 500 And to be honest... I think that's the sweet spot because if you go much, about
0: 500, you reckon?
1: Yeah, because 500—that's what people are dropping on a on a new like whenever the new the PS5 comes out. That's it's going to be close to that.
0: Mm. Um, It's also like if they make that home like if they make functional furniture like it's a bit hard to do that with the pinball cabinet, but like for functional furniture like that coffee table model, you know. I'd pay 500 for that, probably. Well, it that's going to be good. a lot
1: more expensive, no doubt, because probably, you are yeah. doing more functionality. But mm. I'm just thinking, if you're going for a, hey, that's a family fun item, you hit that $500 mark, you're still within that, hey, it's fun for the whole family. You start going north of that, then it becomes a luxury item. And yeah. I don't think that that's one-ups market right now is getting into a luxury item. Well, this might be what they're doing with the functional furniture aspect of it. Maybe, yeah. But for a pinball game cabinet, I think you're pushing it. And I don't see why you would need to actually be more expensive than that anyway. Mm. Um, I think... And me and Jared also had a little bit of discussion about this, and I'll kind of... I'll touch upon it a little bit more, but... Uh, I think that they need to institute plug-and-play uh, options for these things that would, obvi- upgrades. that would obviously increase the price of the cabinet, but it, at least you start at a base rate that's more affordable for people that want to get into this kind of thing. Um, the other mm. thing that I'm wondering is, how many tables will they put per
0: cabinet? Because
1: that's the well, other what's thing.
0: The, um, what's the, I guess, the, the prior art with Okay, 1-Up, is it like one game per cabinet? No, normally? three. They've been
1: putting three. about three games per cabinet. Oh, okay. So like, for instance, the one that's sitting in my home right now is Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Tournament Edition, and some other version of Street Fighter. Turbo, probably. Yeah. So it's it's three. Um, if you bought Pac-Man, I think it was Pac-Man, uh, Ms. Pac-Man, and I don't know what else, but I, I know Galaga, it's three different versions of Galaga
0: um okay. so well how would they group them then like how if if we're speculating that it will be williams pinball they probably have to work out how they group the tables and they have to be quite careful because of the the interface requirements right exactly so what i'm thinking is a grouping
1: by williams or belly because then you can mm-hmm. put proper williams badging on yes. the thing But that would probably be kind of minor. You could probably skirt around that. Not a Mm. a big issue. Um, More importantly, I think it regards, uh, does the game have a plunger or does it have a button plunge? So like Medieval Madness doesn't have an actual button, I mean, an actual plunger, neither does Monster Bash. They just have a button that you push that launches the ball. Um, That's right. So why not pair games that are all alike in that manner and save the cost of having a plunger rather than having to put a plunger and a button. A
0: button. And confusion yeah. matters. Yeah. True. Um, Although, you know, we're talking in a bill of materials, we're talking $3 extra. Exactly. I mean, it's not so much. Not a big deal. <laughs> but let's hope they choose a better plunger hardware than the one that was in the, the toy shop cabinet because apparently it's rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it looks not like good. a toy plunger. It really does. Yeah. Um, I think if they're going to do it right, uh, and look, Arcade 1UP seems to use pretty decent arcade hardware in the cabinets. I know a lot of people have swapped them out for real IK buttons, et cetera. But they, which they that's look the other thing is not difficult to do on theirs. Um, yeah. I mean, for instance, the joysticks,
1: if you want to get a top quality joystick to put in there, well, they're only twenty bucks.
0: Um, yeah, that's right. on Amazon.
1: So go spend your twenty bucks and put one in. Mm, you know. That's they,
0: right. They're swampable. And people have. I think what are people are doing on the um, the Toy shop cabinets to address some of the slipper lag is they're actually putting in leaf switches. Um, into the buttons, and it, it looks like it's making a difference um, to to lag. So putting okay. in a leaf switch with the, like with the contacts adjusted very finely is giving you a more of immediate um, flipping. So it could just be the buttons are really crap <laughs> <laughs> that they put. That it they put it, the Toy it Shock very buttons. well could be. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's that's definitely one one thing that the folks over in um, the Toy Shock uh, official fan page have been sharing. Uh, it seems to work all right. So you give that a go if you've got one of these cabinets. The
1: the other thing is that, like I said, I don't believe they'll do anything close to a 12-in-1 table. It wouldn't make any sense um, no. from a business perspective because the idea is, hey, you want people to units. have a couple of these, not just yeah. buy one. Um, obviously, it's not going to have internet connectivity either. Uh, oh
0: maybe maybe not like, I don't you think, think about so. it, if they're using if they're using Williams pinball um, and they actually put the full Williams pinball experience on this and the, you know you can actually play it like sure it's not a mobile app but I'd say for the price point they're not going to be putting a steam box in there let's be honest they're probably going to be putting a mobile build in it um, if it is then so uh, you know, having that online play capability and getting ad revenue from physical pinball machines in your house—I uh, don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen because it's
1: not—it's not in any of the one-up machines right now. It's an added cost and an added headache. If anything, they put a USB port in there so that if a new update comes out, great—you download the update, you plug in the USB, boom, it downloads. There you go. Um, there might be challenge mode. Might be in there, yeah. but I think maybe. by and large it's going to be pinball, and that's
0: it. You reckon just standalone pinball? Yeah,
1: no. That's that's the idea. Is it's not trying to be anything that is on your console or on Steam. It's trying to be what it was like to walk into an arcade.
0: Yeah, true. The intro, Gabura was saying maybe a touchscreen would solve the problem of you know being able to use the mobile style interface on there, but. Uh I think what they do is they reskin it and simplify it. So they'd make it button presses. Um Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna be button presses.
1: Um and again, if you're if navigation is easy. You know, you mm. pop up with a main screen if there's only three tables to rotate with, which by the way, what did Zen do for their that big beast of a machine with all the electronic finery that they were gonna be putting into Dave and Busters? They created they the exactly that thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And strangely enough. Yeah. And what did
1: Zen do? They only put three tables on it because they didn't want Correct. to over-stimulate or, or
0: give too many choices to everybody. Yeah, in before the skin on Dave and Buster's commercial pinball cabinet.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. what it's
0: going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: something else that I think will be addressed, I don't think it's going to have that gigantic ugly bezel by any stretch of the imagination. No. And there's a real simple solution to Preventing the screen from getting damaged, put a piece of glass over it.
0: Yeah, or perspex if you don't want to spend the money on it. Like, good quality perspex will do the same thing. What is that? Perspex. I don't know what the. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a, a plastic sheet, basically. A okay. clear plastic sheet. The um, only you know problem with that is
1: people will try and clean it. it, and then they're going to scratch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, but you know, it's not in an arcade, it's in a home, so people won't be using. Like, arguably, they won't be using, um, you know, nasty chemicals on it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about what happens, you know, everybody nah, that's ever like bought a protective glass. screen for, you know, whether it was their PSP or even the Nintendo Switch, eventually it gets nasty unless you bought one of the nice glass, you know, those really thin glass covers that static
0: electricity attached to the screen. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. But the point being... Is shipping. shipping weight as well, remember. So... Right. Point being, to to keep that down. I don't think it's going to
1: have that nasty bezel. I think it's going no. to look like a proper pinball machine.
0: I think if the, if they're going to do a cabinet, they're going to do as close as possible to edge to edge. Yeah, um, like we, you know, I'm thinking like you know your traditional PC monitor with maybe a mm, half an inch bezel around it. You know, like let's say two centimeter bezel around it, and then some sort of lockdown bar that you can you can rest your hands on. And that's literally all you need. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've, I saw in all the, the Toy Shock fan pages that some of these units, when they shipped, they were coming and the screen was like out of alignment because of the way it was strapped to the underside of the bezel. So, you know, there there have been some interesting things going on with these cabinets when they've been shipping. So the other thing is that they're going to like, anything they do to make this cabinet look cosmetically good they're going to have to work out like the, the pros and cons for shipping weight and, and actual like robustness in shipping as well. Um, because, you know, if you put a glass pane in a screen, in a cabinet that doesn't have that glass pane rigidly secured, you're going to end up with a lot of like shipped cabinets with some problems, I think, when they, when they end Understandable. up. Understandable, yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's a concern. I
1: also question whether there'll be a full video back glass. Uh, to me it's unnecessary if you're only doing 3 um 3 cap or 3 tables per
0: you Zen just have generic branding, right?
1: Well, Zen already did their art for the the volumes. You just put hmm. that up as the back glass. I do think that they'll have it'll be either a true DMD or well, highly unlikely it'd be a true DMD. Um it'll be a small screen that'll have the dmd overlay
0: basically is uh, I What i imagine. yeah i think it'll be a little mini LCD. maybe that's what they were suggesting that it has an lcd in the back grass. maybe it's just the little dmd that's what i would LCD. that's what i would think it would and look i sense. think that'd be perfectly acceptable you know oh absolutely for, for a home use only machine like you look at the examples of um you know the, the stern the pin models that they bring out for home use only they actually have alphanumeric alpha displays in theirs and i think in the later models like Star Wars, they've actually got a really small 7-inch display in them now. Like, they've got okay. that LCD display in them now. So, it's probably going to be the same the same bill of materials they'll be using, you know, really. Yeah. Like they'll be using that display. Yeah.
1: So, that's why I'm thinking... Oh, and then the last thing is, not buttons for nudging. That's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It, it literally no. cost me, I think, 15... It's somewhere between 15 and 20 bucks to buy... The accelerometer that's inside that minicab, yeah, and that the was micro retail. cab there.
0: That wasn't like, and that was, yeah, that was retail. Yeah, that was retail. That wasn't <laughs> Shenzhen when you buy a thousand of them. So,
1: no, no, and it's you know. it's tiny. It's it's literally like two postage stamps big, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So there is no reason why you can't have that in there. Um, I mean, would you want a plumb bob? Hey, that'd be ideal. But I don't think that Zen is even set up to. Plumb
0: bob. Understand a plumb No. Well, that's what the accelerometer is just that. It yeah. is a digital plumb Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. I I that's why I'm saying obviously a pinball cab has a little bit more going on than an arcade cab, so I think the price point's going to be hundred bucks more uh, than which is what well, I'm saying. So. so 499 is what I'm guessing. Um, mm. But here's where I want plug and play, and that is that then if they sold a rumble motor for those tables that have rumbles, that yep. you put it in and you just plug it, boom, it goes. And I'm not talking about a true pinball rumble motor either. Um, this is something that just have them make, that that does the same functionality, but it's also uh priority to their software and cabinet, right? It's basically mm. what
0: Arcuda it, was We're wanting doing. to do. Yeah, wanting to do yeah, have um, plug and play modules that you can upgrade the machine with, which but would then but mean... that won't work in anybody else's cab. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, um so
1: do do a rumble motor, do uh, solenoids, so that when you hit the flipper button, you feel that smack of a solenoid nice. firing. Same thing with the pop bump uh, the pop bumpers. That there's a solenoid that simulates um that kind of thing, you know, because then you could sell a pack of rumble and solenoids and it's an extra 100
0: bucks for those that want it. So you'd actually sell these as like so you'd have your base table and then sitting right beside that base table in Walmart, you'd have a box of extras. You sell that. Precisely. So you wouldn't sell them individually because imagine like there's no way Walmart would want to carry this random box of like a a, a different product line for each thing. It would be like mm, I'd like that it's either a you If you want vibration and you want solenoids, you. you, uh, Sorry, if you want vibration, you don't want solenoids. Too bad. You get right. No, you get the whole pack. It's one thing. Mm. Yeah, it's essentially base model plus enhancements. And the
1: reason why I say that that can work twofold: one, one upsells risers for their arcade cabinets, so you don't have to hunch down and play. And they sell those things for. I. I kid you not. It's a. It's just a wood box. I think they sell yeah. it for like sixty bucks. Sixty or eighty bucks. It's really Yeah. No, it's it's absurd for what it is what they sell like it how for. How much it
0: would have cost them to make it. It's like, right. that's a huge markup.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh the other thing is think about again. When you buy a PS four, it only comes with one controller. Oh, you want another mm. controller? Well, that's gonna be sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? So the cost is, for those that just want an entry is there for those that want a complete experience. Then you pay a little bit more and you have it, you know. And you get um, it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that would be what I would, I think would be cool if they did, whether or not they would actually go that far. Again, who knows?
0: Who knows? Um, it would be it would be a, a good way to keep the cost point low for those families who just want Belly Williams Tables in their home and can't afford $4,000. You know? Right. Because you know, I, I don't know. I If they did this and they did it well, uh, it might be something that I consider. Like just, It'd be
1: tempting.
0: <laughs> it'd be really tempting. But when you put the Aussie tax on it, it'll be close. Like uh, I think the RK1UP cabinets, when they landed here, uh, what is it now, two years ago or one year ago, when the Aussie dollar was around 70 cents to the, to the US... They were I think they were around the five hundred dollar mark, Australian. Okay. But with it at sixty cents now, like I think if if we even see these plus the extra cost for the extra bill of materials with the display and the new cabinet stuff and the extra size of this thing, because it's gonna be a bit bigger than a regular cabinet, I would imagine. Um from a shipping dimensions perspective, I think we're talking seven or $800 Australian. I think that's what we'd be looking at. Like I'd, I'd love it if somehow they would keep the costs down, but apparently with toy shock, um, because they're based out of China and Shenzhen, they will, uh, be shipping from Singapore in 2020, all of the, like the, the, the ones for our region in Australia. So, that could keep the cost lower than having to ship it from you know over in the US or whatever. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm surprised that that Something. hasn't happened already. But again, yeah. they may not have known the market. Now that they know what the market that there is a market for it, Um yes. it, it makes more sense to okay. Now we'll expand.
0: That's right. What I'd like to see, though, I think they need to like they they should just spend the money and just put leaf switches in for the buttons. Like it's not that much more. One of the funny things is, like, as a side story, in some of the, um, the actual real pinball machines like Doctor Who and um, all of the Belly Women's machines that actually had optical switches um, for the flipper buttons, they had like this proper board and it had like, little like opto that made the flippers go um, and sense that they were open. One of the first things that Ed does um, at um, the pinball shack here in Brisbane is he takes those things out, throws them away, and puts a leaf switch in. Because they are just so unreliable. And I think the buttons that are in the... I would like this confirmed, but it looks like the buttons are so low profile in the the toy shop cabinets, they might actually be like an optical sensor in them. I don't know if they're micro-switch. If that's the case, Mm. junk those. Junk them, if that's the case, because they're rubbish. Um, Get rid of them. Uh, so if they can, like, put proper leaf switches in, which really, if they're well-adjusted, you don't need to worry about adjusting them again with the amount of use you are going to get. That, that will be a much better interface feeling. Yeah. You'd have a real flipper button feeling then, you yeah. know.
1: Now, the one whole wrinkle in this whole scenario is that in this video, another company was mentioned. <laughs> uh, what was the name of that company? Uh, was it...
0: Uh, at, at Digital. At Games. At
1: sorry. Games that they're apparently also going to be coming out with a pinball cabinet. Which begs the question, so
0: what tables are they putting out? Yeah, well, (laughs) we were saying in the back, who's going to get the sloppy seconds? But it's not really sloppy seconds, because whoever doesn't get Zen still has a pretty good option to choose from. Like We're not talking shabby stuff at all with... um, uh, with the magic pixel, like that 's a good product to put on a pinball machine yeah, um, but i mean I really think I would be surprised if
1: that's who it is because Zacharia yeah. is i mean let's let's face it it's niche they are niche
0: <laughs> they're, they're niche in a niche industry
1: yeah so um, there's not and yeah. there's not because those tables were not readily available anywhere in the u s they were basically a european thing they there is next to no nostalgia factor on them. You might as well put out Zen Originals.
0: You may as well. Well, you may as well put out Zen Originals. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? A, a completely separate license for the same manufacturer. Right. That that would like. be that would be rather
1: interesting. And if I right. I would
0: say if Zen went that route, then you probably would have like twelve tables to a to a cab. A pack. Oh yeah, you'd have to. Like to get around the whole, well I don't know these tables. What what are they? Right. You know But, you know, you put some popular licenses on there, like the Doom license. uh, Well, hold on. Hold the fort. Hold the fort. What if you put all the Star Wars
1: tables? And what if you put all the Marvel tables?
0: Imagine that. Yeah. That That would sell. That would sell. That would sell. Imagine seeing Marvel and all that branding and livery on the box sitting there on the floor of your Walmart or your LD. Like, you'd be going... Huh? Marvel Pinball Tables? Shut up and take my money. Dude, if, if Zen know? is doing a two pronged attack, then that's pretty bold. <laughs> that, that's just Double, like. Same manufacturer, two different product lines, two different companies. That would be interesting. That would be one hell of a hedge a bit, wouldn't it? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be yeah r- r- big time. I've not seen. so uh at games. At games are the people who um uh, produce uh, a number of different things. If you have a look at their website, they've got a lot of those um connect the um console up to your TV and play it. Like we've got like the the Bandai Namco arcade blast. We've got Star Flashback Blast and things like that. So they are TV console games like your um you know your in the same vein as the um, uh, Sega Mega Drive uh, or Sega Genesis plug and plays, but the one product that's different from all of those is their Legends Ultimate Home Arcade. Um, and uh, now ah, from- now I
1: recognize what you're talking about. They're yeah. the ones that are competing directly with one up by having a buttload that's- more games yeah. in
0: their cabinet. That's correct, and they are non—they're non- not shabby titles. They are well known games in this cabinet and this cabinet is interesting it's a two-player cabinet it's got potentiometers so it's got the arcanoid style um, potentiometer controls that allow you to go left and right analog it's even got a trackball in the middle of it so you can play tron centipede and and tron so tron actually has a trackball and all sorts of stuff going on it so it's it's got a lot of hardware attached to it and what is its price point Um, Well, unfortunately, it's sold out on the website. But I think that um, P-Dub, on P-Dub's Arcade, uh, who is Patrick Walton. uh, So, not um, Don Walton, as I originally referred to him in the um, podcast last. And I had to apologize to him in chat because I got his name wrong. Sorry, Patrick. Um, So, Patrick's got a review of this product uh, up there. And there's pros and cons to it. um, And there's some things that would be nice to um, have fixed up in the next iteration of it but and next iteration i'm um, you can pretty much guarantee that that at games are going to be bringing out another one of these in 2020 to compete with all the other um home furniture products coming out so you know it's uh i think it was a little bit more expensive i think it was around the 500 dollars mark although i think patrick could probably confirm that if he's uh, listening what what's, what's in interesting chat. about this
1: is again going back to Arcuda they this is what they were doing commercially putting out commercial mm. tables and they were paying the actual license fees associated with these titles i'm assuming mm. that this is the case that one up has been doing also that they're actually paying the true license fee uh for these, not just putting in a meme uh, version.
0: Mm, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure technically what they're running these on. I don't know. There certainly wouldn't be original boards. They would have to be emulations because they wouldn't have 12 boards in there. Um, because each board is quite well, different.
1: no, I don't know what I don't know what the Legends cabinet is doing, but I'm saying the One Up cabinet. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure because if you're uh, only
1: having three titles and they're all very similar. You In nature, them
0: on the same motherboard, exactly or custom board. It seems like that's what they've done with um, the Toy Shop cabinet. It's using uh, what I think no one's really been able to confirm this either way. I know Patrick and I have been having a chat offline about the hardware that's inside the Toy Shop digital cabinet, and it's really hard to get technical specs information from the boards and stuff. They look like commercial off the shelf mini PCs but there's little to no information about what the mini PCs are. You can you can work out what the monitors are, which are generally standard monitors that are used in all of the... Um, I think the RK1UP um, monitors are the same as the ones that are in the Toy shop so they're from the same monitor family, but the actual PC that's driving this, it's, it's hard to find information about. But that suggests that it still is some sort of custom some sort of board that stores the ROMs on it, because there's no SD card on it, there's no removable drive like you see in some of the dodgy um, Chinese import um, multi-game cabinets. So it looks like it's a, it's sort of custom? I, I, I lean towards custom. I would imagine but, so. but I think so, because it's cheap. It's cheap for them to produce custom um, cabinet and it's more reliable. So if they're producing their own um, actual circuitry for this, and it's a floated board it's going to be more reliable than like using a, a, a pc for example uh, and trying to power these things so here's my plea hey uh one up we'd love to review this thing
1: when it comes out we can only have it on loaner that's fine be happy to yeah. ship it back to you but let's get our fingers on it wouldn't that be nice yes yeah
0: <laughs> yes. yes yes it would um, of course, our friends at Zen too. If you have any pull, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. If you could accidentally ship one of those things to La Habra um, or, <laughs> oh, or down well, here to again, we're assuming it's
1: Zen that's going to be involved.
0: Watch it, totally not. <laughs> well, I think I think you know, put two, and two. together, I reckon it probably is. Right, I mean, uh, we're we're know.
1: we're doing what we love to do here. This is a proper speculation podcast, which we have
0: not had in some time. <laughs> oh, we do love it. Like, and the thing is that, like, when we, it seems that when we speculate we often get it right. (laughs) And and
1: we can kind of tell because we hear crickets. Uh (laughs) yeah.
0: There is zero action. I I I tweeted about this in like just casually before I even saw this news uh, it's back to Zen about you know what would what would be really cool to get in twenty twenty in the tweet stream. I said, you know what, you guys should counter with the digital pinball cabinet. I think this market's gonna be huge in twenty twenty crickets yeah (laughs) not a single response back in the uh tweet thread and that could mean that they didn't see the comment but it could also mean they're going "Ooh, can't really Uh, talk about that yet
1: so yeah i'm just i'm just (laughs) pleading with you the 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 company tastemakers uh hi we're the blockade pinball podcast the premier digital pinball podcast on the web
0: trust us zen has even
1: said so uh so that's right tastemakers meet tastemakers the podcast, yeah. right? You know, hey, hook us up, oh, uh, <laughs> Jared. Make sure you at them. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so if anybody yes. does happen to go to CES this year, um, take pictures if you're there, take pictures and then and send share it with our us. way. We'd love to see them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and I know that. I mean, shoot, that even goes to. I'm sure that uh, some of our more tech. Uh, Twitter friends of the nature of, like, say, Jeremy Williams, I would have no doubt would be at CES. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Hey, send us pictures. So For sure. I know that um, Patrick is going to be there. Patrick Walton um, from the Toy Shock fan page will be there at CES. So, like, he he's going to be there on the booth, I think, actually, helping out. So he's probably going to be the one to give the most up-to-date pictures. I'll be stalking the Facebook page for pictures, official pictures from him. Yeah. Because yeah,
1: I would sure. I would seriously love to get my hands on uh, the Toy Shot Cabinet also, uh, just to get a feel for it, just so that I know yeah. what it feels like, so I'm not just talking out my butt based off of pictures and what other people are saying, but
0: yeah, look, uh, my too. own... But I'd, yeah. I'd like to get the um, the second iteration of it, because I think the exactly. ones that we're going to be seeing in Australia when they eventually come here down to LD because they have confirmed they're going to be doing it in 2020 for us down here, they're going to have black bezels that hopefully they're going to have a little bit of a bigger monitor. Hopefully they're going to address the probably, hopefully put better cabinet buttons in there to address the lag issues. Yeah. You know, just, just little things. And if they did that and they keep the price point the same, look, it's for 12 and one, like all the people that have got these and like they're sharing to the, the toy shock official fan page. And, They're going, look, you know, most of them are going, the kids love it. Like everyone that's come over there for Christmas day and, and over the holiday period there, they're just nonstop playing it. They love it. So. Well, it is certainly a sight better than those, you know, cheese
1: ball plastic where the flippers directly connected to the button, you know, um,
0: that were like, really that's pinball. Exactly. It's great. Like from that perspective, like the kids are having a ball, For those kids who don't know a lot about pinball and for those families who don't know a lot about pinball and don't have access to real pinball, they have zero problems with the toy shop products. They love it. But for those people who do have experience with pinball and for those people who perhaps have more advanced taste requirements, it doesn't really seem to be the product for them at the moment with the current configuration. So... You know, if they can make some subtle improvements, and guarantee they will to bring the product in line with the other products in 2020 coming out, it could actually stand up as a pretty decent offering. I think. Yeah.
1: All right, so we've made our uh, shameless plea to get one of those, um, or both yeah. of these configurations. Anything, it'd be all, cool. of all of them, all of them, all of them. Of them yeah. We say um, yes. Okay, but
0: we're gonna. I will make room. <laughs> I, will make room.
1: <laughs> I can easily. Uh, yes, that's not a problem. Um, I'm going to move on to uh just the final bit here, which is I uh hooked up this gigantic monitor that's sitting in front of me right oh, now, yeah, um that yeah. Uh, I'm not I didn't even measure what size it is. it's got to be at least a twenty eight um, inch, but the beautiful thing is it rotates and goes into portrait uh-huh. mode and so I was finally able to actually play Zen with in portrait mode, leaned back a little bit, probably about thirty degrees, leaned back, with mm-hmm. the microcab and it feels really good. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I wound up I found out how to put the DMD on the second screen. So I was able to do that. But truth be told view eight for the Williams tables works great because since I can't have the table or since I can't have the monitor completely flat, um it's it's raked quite a bit. Well, yeah. that matches then the rake of View Eight, and you got the DMD up there, and it's much bigger than if you're playing in landscape mode, View Eight. Yeah. So it works out really, really nice. That's what I'm playing all the Williams tables in, is that so
0: View Eight's the one with the DMD in view all the time.
1: Yes. Correct. Yes. Um right. works out really well. Um and Circus Volterra looks amazing on it. Oh, yeah, would It's almost like it's designed for cabinet play, really, that right. table isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. Um right. I don't mind in the least bit the illusion being spoiled when all of a it goes into a magnification of, of something or shows me something, uh, you know, animation-wise. Because mm. I'm not fooled. <laughs> I'm not yeah, looking at a cabinet. You no, know it's so, just digital yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at a PC build with a a you know a monitor. Um, the Zen regular tables. There's where I'm like, where's my view eight? So come on, Zen, make a view mm. eight. They, they, that wouldn't they be need that them. hard to do. Yeah. It wouldn't be that difficult to do, and it'd be nice to be able to have that because now I'm used to that, and then i got to go back to regular, and I throw the DMD over to the other side. Here's the plea that I have. Um, I already had help with somebody getting me to get the DMD over there. That was a task that I didn't understand because it's not very intuitive how to do all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the backlash art. Um, I got linked to a page where a whole bunch of backlash art is, but I'm still not sure of all the processes of where to drop any of the files. So, if anybody out there is a cabinet person, hey, Greg from Spacey's Arcade, um, <laughs> Hello, friend. <laughs> <laughs> how about, uh, uh, sending me over a step-by-step idiot's yeah. guide to putting, uh, backglass art on the second screen? I'd greatly appreciate it because it seems to me that the info is kind of scattered about, or if somebody can just link me to where the proper info is, but, um, I'm having flashbacks of visual pinball, uh, just with, just with all the, I, and it's, it's not that it's particularly complicated. It's just that you kind of have to know exactly where to put the stuff and what to do with it. Um, I'm fine resizing my screen. That's easy enough to do within the, uh, interface of Zen pinball. But hmm. it's just where to put it in the local files because I get kind of twitchy when I have to start digging under the hood for that kind of stuff. So yeah. my cabinet friends, uh, if you can send to either via Twitter or blah blah blockade at gmail.com uh an email with kind of a step by step instruction, I would greatly appreciate it because absolutely being able to flip this monitor, rotate it, stand up, and play that cabinet uh, the way it was meant to be played is pretty fantastic and i enjoyed it greatly so i want to enjoy you know, it greatly
0: more and uh, as an aside i the monitor that i've got here that i'm doing the podcasting on it's on a it's on a mount as well and it's not a massive monitor i think it's only like a 18 inch or something like that but it does pivot and i for a long time i've been hesitating doing um, a portrait orientation for it because it feels like a bit of a a stuff around to actually get it working right in windows because you've got to go into your settings you got to flip the orientation you got to do it and then if you want to change it back for like regular like steam games and stuff you then got to do it all over again it doesn't seem to be a way to just have a one click button to flick the profile um wait you're t- you're talking about for fx3 uh yes but generally just setting it up so it it works
1: well, okay. So here's the deal, though. In FX3, there's a little pinball cabinet up at the top. You click yeah. that, it'll you get a key. Well, you and you, so you get the key. But once you have the key, then you can set up the monitor how you need it to to be set up. But the point is, is that if I click it again, it goes back to regular landscape mode. Uh, integration there's nothing right. about i don't go into windows and rotate the monitor it just works it, it, you just click the just click the pinball cab up at the top of because then it knows you're going into cabinet mode
0: and then yeah, right. it will orient the screen properly so it basically takes all the settings and offsets that you have set up in the configuration. You have to tell it to
1: rotate in your initial uh, setting up. You have to tell it to rotate the screen ninety degrees, one hundred and eighty degrees, two hundred and sixty right. degrees, whatever you know direction it needs to be set. Um, yeah. But that's it. And then every single time you click that button, it'll it toggles back and forth, basically. Right. Okay. So, it's, so it's, it's quick to do in Zen Pinball. It's FX quick to do Street. in Zen Pinball. I have no idea what it's like to do in
0: TPA. I'm not going to find out. Um, and and I have... Demon's Tilt... I know Demon Tilt has a um, a setting to go portrait. And it'll just... In app, you can just click it and it'll go portrait.
1: Yeah, I'll um, have to try that. And I haven't tried it in uh, Zacharia either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they,
0: they have support for cabinet mode. They definitely have support for it, yes. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of the pinball apps on Steam will have a one click or mostly one click solution to do it so i should try it as well i don't i don't have a, uh, a pinball cabinet with buttons but i can certainly elevate the screen to like a pinball machine height and sort of orient my my buttons uh, orient my um, my laptop screen as like the the dmd sitting below it's, it's like instead of above sure. cuz i can't get it that high and that would be pretty decent yeah, because I don't have my screen above by any... It's,
1: it's over to the side. So, yeah. um, but it's if not it it's not much difficult. I mean, there's not... To me, it's not much difference from doing that to look at the DMD to doing that to look at the DMD. I mean, again, That's right. I'm not going for a purist no. version.
0: Then let's be serious. It's a lot cheaper doing it the way you're doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot cheaper. So, yeah, in, in, from that respect, it's a very cheap way of, of doing it. Um, so that's 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 kind of neat.
1: And one of these days, my friend also, um, like I said, I'm storing a bunch of his stuff while he's in transition and moving. Mm. Um, that's why I'm being able to – He he's the one that said, use it while I'm not using it. So I'm like – Because
0: electronics, electronics need to be used. Otherwise, yes. you, you run into trouble. We're doing the same. We're babysitting an 80-inch LED TV. Oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Like, it's I want to I want to go out there and commandeer it for a day and set up my my gaming laptop on it and just play games on it all day. But I can't do that. I do have, however, my forty one inch um, TV in my room at the moment, not connected up because it would look ridiculous on my table. <laughs> but there's always that that I could actually play games on, which would be pretty amazing.
1: But anyway, he also has a, a full Oculus Rift setup. Um, wow. okay. And I might might plug it in. Here's the problem I don't have any Oculus or any VR games. games. And all I want to play is pinball. That's all I would want to play anyway. I don't have, mm. I never bought any of the Zen VR because I didn't have a ton of it. Have it. Um, I have his computer also, but I don't really want to plug that whole thing in. Just to mm. do that, so we'll see I don't know i would i really i never did get a proper uh i never got a chance to play the micro cab with the v r headset mm. so I'd be very interested in checking that out um it's just a matter of do I bother hooking up his computer or not um yeah, but it would be it would be cool to check out um Properly on my terms with it set up to my height and play distance and everything else like that. So we'll see if I get around to it or not. Mm, yeah, right. Um, Yeah, so... <laughs> Gebra says, uh, on wireless Oculus Quest, Zen is amazing. Yeah, this isn't the wireless version. This is a little bit older. And my problem was it had a little bit of a screen door effect when I did yes. play it. Um, And I am a resolution freak. Uh, so... Right. There to me, although the reality of it is pretty cool, the resolution is a hindrance. If I can't read inserts, it
0: drives me nuts. Um, nuts, yeah. So he did give you a tip about where to put those uh, uh, DMD files, uh, the um, the backglass files for you. So yeah, um, try that. Yeah,
1: uh, um, yeah. I still want, the- I still want just a dummies guide. <laughs> Yeah, give me in this folder. Put it here because that's what I've already seen. I've seen various posts where people like, "Oh, you just put it here." Oh, you just give me a step-by-step guide. Just treat me like an idiot, and I'll be happy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, folks, that is it for uh, for blockade in the year twenty nineteen. We will see you again in the year twenty twenty. Yes, yes, this decade. As far as we're concerned, this decade. (laughs) Um, and. uh, Beyond that, next time we podcast, not quite sure. Um, it's it's kind of hit and miss with my schedule right now, and yeah. also whether there is anything to actually podcast about. So yeah. we, at the very least, try and come on every two weeks. Um, yeah, you know, if there's a lot going on, obviously we do it weekly. But at the if you see us popping on for the sake of popping on, it's just because we want to say hi and uh, communicate with you all. Um, yeah, and apparently it's also time for me to do some new videos uh, regarding the new tables on the app uh, and post those to YouTube so I might get
0: around to doing that too. We'll see yeah true hey also don't forget at the moment there's a holiday if you haven't already started spinning your Zen coins on it there's a uh, there's a holiday um, uh, promo going on on the uh, Williams mobile app William pinball mobile app. Um, you got a chance to get some serious table parts if you're playing it at the moment. I've probably not played uh, Williams Pinball as much as I have in the last three days just to try and get table parts built up. It's a really fast way of doing it, and I would encourage you to drop your token to reset the challenges um and and get some more table parts cuz it's worth the token in this particular case you get at least two table parts sometimes more
1: yeah absolutely um, i did that um for sure and then i uh started doing the it's a thousand tickets
0: for for the loot 10 box. table
1: parts i think for the loot box yeah that's
0: that's that's worth it
1: i was um, at 48000 tickets i'm now down to i think 8000 tickets cuz between, well, it cost me 15,000 tickets just to upgrade all five tables to uh, three stars, mm. which I'm now at, and the other portion of tickets was used just to get the remaining table parts, and I'm yeah. kind of, I'm not spending it to get all the way to table to four parts, because I'm still just like, hey, it's kind of fun to play the challenges and get parts, because once I get all the parts, I kind of stop playing the app, so, yeah. hey Zen, how about making table parts available in the regular daily challenges? yeah that's
0: right it, it will be very sweet yeah but yes i'm I'm in the same boat I'm having the same problem in the daily challenges um but look it's it's worth it it's getting me in the app that's for sure like yeah I was playing it all the time when I was up at um at Christmas in the in-laws and uh, just chipping away and splitting those tokens like it's it's worth the spend get on it
1: all right that being said uh make sure you check out the website it is blockadepinball.com slash underscore excuse me episodes. No. no, it is slash, slash episodes. Let's try that again. Yeah. com <laughs> slash episodes. Yeah. That's where you'll find all the past episodes we have, as well as the current. Jared likes to drop in, uh... Show notes that include websites uh, and links to things that we talk about during the podcast. So make sure you go there. Um, I haven't mentioned it in a long time, but I'll say it: Redbubble.com. Search blockade. There you can find t-shirts. We would appreciate the support. It helps us uh, fund this little dog and pony show that we do. Um, or if That's you just right, we want to actually go... have
0: website renewal coming up, um, which is uh, we'll have to dip into the PayPal for. So yeah, if you want to, if you've liked what you've heard this year, send us a couple of bucks. Buy us a beer. And uh, it's really appreciated. Yeah, you can actually directly uh, uh, donate into our PayPal. So
1: we yeah, it appreciate actually it. actually
0: Shut Your Traps PayPal, but it's, it's all right. He doesn't spend it on, on beer. Nope,
1: I don't. I only spend it on stuff directly applying to this podcast. So and and there Slurpees. You go. No, 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 no. I, if, I, if, if I use it for Slurpees, it would be gone in a month. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 and then you'd come back around and go, "Hey, it's time to renew our website." Now I ask, "Screw the website?" Um, so <laughs> that's right. <It's laughs> be, it's anyway, uh, we we truly do appreciate you guys though uh, watching us uh, when we come on here and interacting with us on the uh, the old chat stream while we're doing the Twitch broadcast. And for those of you that uh, watch on YouTube. Greatly appreciated there. Do leave comments. I try and respond to any comment that gets uh, posted on YouTube. Yep. And then there's our longtime listeners that don't watch us at all. They just won't listen to the podcast. And to you guys, we very much greatly appreciate that because you've been around the longest. So. Yeah,
0: you're stuck with us through all the craziness. That's so, what. <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah, Pinball Wiz just posted Driveway Cheese, which was a uh, a bumper sticker that uh, we had. Yes. <laughs> It was, it was um, well, truly an joke, a very old one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I might even
0: have one. Hold on, over yeah. to you, Jared. Oh, over, ooh, no, it's... <laughs> yes. So the the whole story behind driveway cheese is we wanted to see how many people were actually listening to the show early on, and uh, and Chris actually produced these stickers to see if um, we could get it. Here it is. <laughs> I don't know if you can see
1: it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It makes zero sense whatsoever, but it made us laugh all the same. Um, just, just like this show, really. So, yeah. Um, yes. Just well,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that was, wow, we went to a very long time today, which well, is you know, we not have a to, bad thing. We're not doing it every week. we got to fit a lot in. And there was a lot to talk about this, this show before we actually end for the year, so I think it's justified. Well, it was one of those things, too, where it was like I was kind of debating, ah, are we going to skip
1: again? And then all of a sudden, this whole speculation thing popped up, and I was like, no, we need to do a podcast now, Jared. And since I'm busy yeah, tomorrow, we're, on, we're doing it we're today.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got to get all the speculation wagon. We haven't done this for ah. ages, and we need to do it. Yes, because yeah. speculation is our absolute favorite thing to do. Um, it's one of the black brands, actually. I think. Yeah. Yes,
1: actually, we should probably we probably have another speculation show coming up next, which would be just what is planned uh, in 2020, because a lot of people already started that thread and had yeah, a lot of some ideas. Good stuff in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, in terms of just what tables they think that uh, Zen will put out, what's Zen's plan in general. Um, there's a whole bit about people thinking there might be an FX4, to which I have a lot of reasons why there won't be um, mm. anytime mm. soon. But, yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll hit that up next time, too. If we don't hit that up, though, Jared, what other things will we talk about?
0: Definitely stuff and things. Our favorite. All right, folks.
1: Thanks again. Catch you next time. See you later.